On the subject of leadership, the Bible is one of the most complex documents in existence. The Bible shows leadership from many different angles, some of them in acute tension with each other. On one thing, though, it is absolutely united and as clear as glass, God cares passionately about how people are led, above all because God cares about God's people. The rest of the story, however, is complex indeed. You'll perhaps remember some of the complicated history we've been following in our Old Testament readings from 2 Samuel. To pick up the story in the middle, God sets aside Israel's first king, Saul, and chooses a new king, David. David, God says, will be a man after God's own heart. And so David becomes the king of all God's people and is devoted to the Lord and blessed by the Lord. He would become the icon that all other kings of Israel would have to measure up to. In one thread of the tradition, God promised that one of David's line would always sit on the throne of God's people, a promise that was transmuted over time and became the promise of the Messiah, the son of David, who would save his people. The hero David thus looms very large. So given this high profile for hero David, is it not quite surprising that the Bible would tell us what it just told us today about the sickening abuse of power that David indulged in? David was home in Jerusalem, even though his armies were in the field. He was taking a vacation while his troops were at war. And one day he saw a beautiful woman, Bathsheba, bathing herself on the roof of her house. He immediately summoned her to his bed, in spite of the fact that she was the wife of one of his officers. When she became pregnant and her husband was still absent in the field, David did all he could to hide his adultery by summoning her husband home, expecting Uriah to sleep with his wife that night, and thus later assume that the child was his own. But although Uriah came to the king's house, he refused to go to his own home and wife, not while he was parted from his troops. So the king sent him back to the war with a sealed message ordering his general to arrange to have Uriah killed in combat. As we'll hear next week, it worked. Uriah died. And David was free to add Bathsheba to his growing harem of wives and concubines, which he immediately did. Now, that is not only a pair of major league sins, adultery compounded by murder, it is also a gross abuse of power. God does not give anyone authority in order for them to use it for their own advantage at the expense of the people they are serving. David treated the kingship as a set of levers he could pull to get anything he wanted. He forgot entirely the purpose God intended him to fulfill as king, to build up the people of God, to lead them into security and fidelity, to help them learn more fully what it means to be God's own people living in covenant with the God who loves them. Leaders in the world and leaders in the church 
simply must never forget what they are there for, service, in their own distinct ways and according to their own distinct gifts to build up the world and the world's people, leading for one's own private advantage in contradiction to that call is an abuse of power. Corruption and abuse of power in politics, in business, in the church, undermine the whole purpose of authority. It doesn't matter if you're the head of a department or the president of a developing country or a parent or a coach or a priest like me. The authority of leadership is for the sake of the people God has called us to serve. David ignored that completely. And David ignored one other thing. He forgot the source of his authority. The true king of God's people is God, God's self. When God shares that ultimate leadership in any way, at any level, that leadership must remain transparent to God's purposes. Leaders are finally accountable to God as stewards, as those who exercise an authority that is finally not their own but God's. It is not weakness to be humble in the presence of God. It is not negative thinking to take to heart that anyone who bears any kind of authority has an account to render for their stewardship. Leadership is called to reflect God's own way of being the true king of all, God's justice, God's mercy, God's devotion to his people, especially God's care for the poor and powerless, God's love for creation, God's integrity, God's self-sacrifice. David forgot all of that. He forgot it until God sent Nathan the prophet to confront him, as he will in the next week's reading, pointing his finger at David. You are the man. All of us have power of some sort, authority in some measure, even those of us who, like me, are retired. Maybe you are someone with a circle of friends who are on social media constantly, what are you doing to contribute to those conversations, building people up rather than tearing them down? Perhaps you are a recognizable person in your neighborhood. What are you doing to make it safer and more welcoming for the people who live there and all the kinds of people who come into it? Perhaps you work in a government agency or lead a scout troop or help run a business. How are you doing that? in ways that will build up the world and reflect God's goodness. God's goodness. For God is good. In our covenant of love with God, we are surrounded by God's faithfulness and love and surrounded by God's mercy. David's sin was not the end of David. He repented, I have sinned against the Lord. David's prayer for forgiveness was answered as our cries for forgiveness will be answered. David would suffer, but king of Israel he would remain and see his son Solomon seated on his throne at his life's end. 
and through many generations he would be the father of the Messiah. God's purposes are not thwarted by human sin. Yet God's own authority is absolutely self-giving. God's constant self-giving is fulfilled in Jesus' own ministry, the divine authority born out of Jesus' self-giving death and resurrection. It is that authority that we celebrate in this Eucharist today, in which God overcame all the abuse and betrayal that Jesus encountered and turned it inside out in God's victorious faithfulness in Jesus' resurrection. It is that authority which we all have a share in this morning as God's people. In the power of Jesus' death and resurrection, we all alike share in the authority to build up the body of Christ, to strengthen and empower each other in all good, as together we seek to live out God's great purpose, the reconciliation of all things to God. That's what authority is for. Amen.